0: phone or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash speaks. That's betterhelp.com/music speaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.
1: At checkout for 10% off your order.
0: That's right, James. Go to bonescoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MusicSpeaks for 10% off today. Like many
1: of you, we have battled depression during life's ups and downs.
0: Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
1: Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music,
0: interview bands, break down genres review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox.
2: And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast, uh, where where we fight depression with the power of music we have another exciting interview for y'all today It's not an episode it's interview and I'm in with Miss Clementine Moss I hope I said that correctly because sometimes I'm not very good at pronouncing names right so kind
2: of perfect <laughs> all
1: right cool 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 <laughs> yes man okay so um, let me tell you about it first so Clementine Moss is the founder and drummer of Zaparella. Yes, we got that right. Oh, That's cool. it. All yep. right, yes. <laughs> okay, so with a busy solo career as a singer and songwriter, she, yeah, she's a singer and solo artist too. Um, her book, mm-hmm. From Bottom to Buddha and Back, The Slow en- Enlightenment of the Hard Rock Drummer, uh, uses her music career as a, as a metaphor and contemplative practice. Flynn moved to New York City with a creative writing degree at the college. And her writing path gave way to Musical 1 when she found drumming. In 2016, she began her blog Bliss and Drumming. And many of those pieces are found in various forms in and where where, uh, the emphasis for her book. Uh, Clementine is a spiritual counselor. And the non-dominational minister, ministry uh, at this foundation for the sacred stream, uh, using her mm-hmm. M-O-D-A-L-I-T-I-S, can you pronounce that?
2: Oh, yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, I uh, work as a spiritual counselor and a bunch of different uh, modalities, there like, you know, go. depth hypnosis, supplied shamanism, nice. um, you know, some some uh uh different ways different of different stuff, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. of working with people. But thank you like, for reading all yeah, of that. Yeah,
1: but but it says now you live in San Francisco with your music manager and musician Tim Moss, which is okay. Yeah. Husband, yeah. Uh-huh. Husband mm-hmm. uh please thank you for okay. <laughs> thank you for that too. Uh and Henry the Pug, which is very cute. I, <laughs> I saw him on Facebook and he <laughs> and he said uh Isn't his, he cute? Yeah, he said you you he said he was protecting your books. To be released, <laughs> so that's awesome. 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 Uh, oh, so, yeah. so your writing has appeared in Minor Drumming Magazine, Memoir Magazine, and several other online publications. Also, oh, right. you can visit her on com. So, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me. So,
1: you messaged me on on, on Match, correct? Uh huh and that's right I, I think it's so cool how how different uh musicians find our show um and, yeah. and, and you found us on podmatch and you were listening to, to our interview with hannah khan right
2: yeah, yeah that's right that's yeah. right yeah you know i um i've never put out a book before so i don't know <laughs> what i'm supposed to do so somebody said you got to go on podmatch and you got to get on podcasts and talk to people and I love podcasts, yeah. so I thought, well, okay, that sounds like fun, so I feel like I'm doing things that sound like fun to me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, you're in California. Um, how is, is it hot or cold up there? It has been so cold. Now, I know that everybody <laughs> in the rest of the world will say you don't know cold until you're in the snow and all of that thing, yeah. but San Francisco, when it gets cold, when it gets in the 30s, it's that ocean air gets inside of your bones and you just cannot get warm yeah so um yeah so it's been that way for a little while
1: yeah but it's okay i've been in a cold once or twice because because i lived in woodbridge virginia and yeah and and we got snowed in one day and that took like like three or four days to get out of so i know what cold is <laughs> yeah snowden,
2: so, and, though. snowden
1: is kind of fun though yeah it? and i miss four days of school so it's all good for me you know Woo-hoo! yes yes um, uh, so when i was i i read the first chapter of the book because I, you know because i um i i i was amazed by it, you know the first chapter I'm just just by reading the first chapter um oh. it, it, it said in the book that you started loving base at first is that correct
2: uh, well, yeah, there's a story of me, you know, my father was a, a lot of the book, you know, it's a memoir. So a lot of the book is um, kind of a, a little bit of a love letter to my father. He died when um, he was 54. So I was in right around when I started playing drums. And um, so uh, he, on weekend mornings, I would wake up and the stereo would immediately 8 a.m. super loud. And it would be the Stones, Beatles, you know, the band, Skinner, like all of this music. And all I could hear was the bass in my room. Right. And so I would sit there and listen and try to figure out what the song was by listening to the bass. So I think he taught me how to listen to music and separate out the instruments, which is maybe the first step of having a, um, a way of hearing music that maybe musicians hear,
1: yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So there's been argument whether um, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones are better, or or kind of you know familiar with each other. Which band do you prefer? Do you prefer the Beatles or the or, the, or Rolling Stones? Because that seems to be the main the main one of the most main arguments. You know, it's either Metallic or Megadeth, Stones versus Beatles. You know, or you know.
2: I know. I know. That's hard. Well, I like to. I like to think about those things, and I also like to think about what it would feel like to just like them both equally. Because I think at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day, I like them both equally. Yeah. You know, like they're just.
1: Yeah, but it's always fun them. to. It's always fun to you know,
2: discuss this. I will say, yeah, I will say that in my family, the Stones were kind of okay, king, yeah, because um, I think yeah. my father, this for my father, the Stones was it. So we listened to the Stones. On all road trips, on all holidays, yeah. I mean that was kind of the music, the, the soundtrack of my life. Yeah. So I will say I'm probably prefer go in that that way, stones, you yeah. know. But yeah. I love them both equally.
1: I think <laughs> it's it's based on who you grew up more with, you know. Because you grew up with the Stones, I grew up with the Beatles. So for me, it's always going to be the Beatles, you know. For you, it's always going to be the Stones,
2: and that's oh, and, and that's okay, you know. Well, I will say though that Abbey Road might be my favorite of all of those records by <laughs> right. like both bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that record. Abbey Road's so great. Much. Yeah. Um,
1: That's the one, with, so a, I saw one with, a, with a yellow submarine on it, right?
2: I, I think it's on there yeah. yeah i think it's on there i just love the way yeah. that records come,
1: come sounds, together yeah you know yeah,
2: like the, the whole record from beginning you can tell paul mccartney was really instrumental in that one because it's like the bass sounds like butter
1: right right yeah it sounds all of the creamy yeah, stuff. yeah so yeah um, yeah so you started in, in love with the bass at first for, from your dad okay right so it wasn't until you you turned 27 you started playing the drums Mm-hmm. okay so what made you go from the bass to drums because that's two totally different you know instruments because the guitar yeah. guitar and bass are share the same feeling but the drums is completely separate from all of that
2: well you know it's funny because you know uh the my main instrument when I was growing up was uh piano okay that's the that's the instrument that they played the most of and piano is kind of beautiful because it has the bass in it like <laughs> the left hand is yeah. kind of like the bass and then the rest of it is very percussive like it's all very percussive like a drum so it's kind of like the perfect union between bass and drums so maybe I was you know my my hearing was kind of moving forward and moving towards drums when I was playing piano yeah
1: yeah because my sister was she played piano first time and I, she hasn't played piano in a long time but um I guess it's like you won't ever forget it. You always come back to it, and it'll, you know, brain memory will serve a and playing. I think then, I was probably then... <laughs> a better piano player when I was twelve. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. She, she she would say the same thing too because I think she forgot. I mean, yeah, it has been years since then, you know. And I and I interviewed. Got to yeah, yeah. keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah So I so I have interviewed a few um, um, pianists, and I asked them, "So what makes piano the more? Oh, okay, so you could go." From a, from a happy feeling to a sad feeling instantly, and I don't uh-huh. think you can do that with with any other uh,
2: any other instrument, can you? I, mean, I think you can do that with pretty much every can. instrument, okay. um, but piano because it's so the melody is speaking to us. I think it's because it's so similar to our the way we speak. I think that we can hear stories in piano melody a little bit. Mm uh yeah. you know for, for a lot of us hear stories in the piano melodies so maybe that's why.
1: Right. right. So cool. Cool. Yeah I've never thought about that too. But 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 you're right. You know we can hear we can hear sounds, you know. So wind in
2: yeah, cool. Well I really like the um you know the basis of your podcast which is that, you know, music is so healing yes. for for us, right? And um I really feel You know, there's some parts of the book where I'm talking about um, really feeling like I'm completely myself when I'm playing my instrument. You know, like there's no um, I can at this point in the game, most of the time I can let go of the negative voice in my head that tells me I'm not doing it right. And just when I can really just enjoy the connection between me and the people I'm playing for, then I forgive all my failings as a musician and I just get to enjoy being in the moment so I, I do, think music is a great a great healing thing
1: yeah and, and and i and I do have some questions about what you just said um we're gonna to get to in a minute but let's yeah. let's talk about your band separella I love this band i, I love a uh, man i i, I four women is <laughs> like the best thing ever right i I, I love all women playing you know, i think it's the best thing ever but uh <laughs> so why okay so when you were farming because you are so sole uh owner of this band right or did you co-own that's it right okay. okay that's so, right
2: yeah i mean i started it with gretchen but, um it's it
1: looked at it as my band but, okay so i, I see it as <laughs> yeah, her band like, too <laughs> it's like well, over right yeah yeah so uh, so when you started to uh think about which band you wanted to do this with why did you go with Zephyr? i understand why but mm-hmm. I mean, because they're like legendary, you know. You can't get any better than Led Zeppelin, you know. But for but 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 for, well, for, 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 for you, yeah. why did you?
2: Why uh, did I do it? Yeah. Well, um, you know, Gretchen and I met. We were in an ACDC band uh, in that. California called ACDC.
1: I love and, that. And uh, it was a
2: very successful band. And uh, you know, we weren't playing. Gretchen and I were really fired up at on our musical careers at that point and um, we wanted to play more so i told her that a few years before i had written out this plan of a led zeppelin band and the songs that i thought could be in the first set you know that were in my ability to do um and i had presented it to the band that i was in at the time and they would said that they you know it never, nothing ever came of it and so i said so you know i i could see starting a zeppelin band because i want to learn John Bonham's drumming. I mean, he's my favorite rock drummer, right? So um, if I'm going to learn anybody's parts, it's going to be that. And I like the idea of playing Led Zeppelin's music because we could, you know, have parts, it doesn't have to be the same every time, you know, they were very improvisational. And um, so there are parts where I can kind of stretch out and be Clementine within John Bonham's parts. Mm. So that was... Um, for Gretchen and I, it was really um, a positive to do this
1: band. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm not going to ask you the 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 the, the number ending question. by number Pert That's that's <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a end all battles. Because...
2: Again, I love them equally. Uh, yeah, I right. love them equally. Yeah. I
1: might have a to try right. on. Yeah, yeah. But but it seems <laughs> no, to be
2: I mean, Neil Pert I I mean, you, uh, uh, he's uh, like master. I agree master. with you. Yeah. I don't think it's,
1: it's right for us to decide who's better because, and, 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 and they're right they I
2: mean, they're, like you said, equal, you know, so I don't think it's fair think for we, us
1: to judge. People, you know.
2: Yeah. People expressing, you know, their creative thing, you know, if they're doing it authentically, yeah. we have to, you know, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard yeah. for me to be too judgmental. Right.
1: <laughs> Going back to, um, ACDC, A- D- which is great, by the way. I love that 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 was great. Band, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite song or album? And album, not or and album. Song and album.
2: Song and album. Okay. Well, um, you know, <laughs> when I played in A C D C, we only played Bond era. Right. A C D C. Right. Okay which I love, Bonnera, yeah. Era, Yeah, we do, we do. I great. mean, it's like, <laughs> that's great. It, it, yeah. those songs are so much fun to play. That music was so much fun to play. And I learned how to swing, you know, the uh, uh, Phil Rudd just has a really incredible swing, even at really fast speeds. And that's difficult for me. Um, so I learned a lot. I don't think I could play John Bonham's music if I hadn't played Phil Rudd's music first um so my favorite but i will say that my very favorite album is back in black and it's because it was you know i i was listening to that music when i was very depressed and Mm -hmm. i remember driving around and listening to that music and thinking if this is going to be my life like um you know i don't know how happy i'm going to be in it And then suddenly like back in black came on and it was like, there's something else. Like there's something to hope for. Like this, I as soon as I hear this music, I get so happy. There has to be this happiness someplace else in the world, you know? So, um, so yeah, ACDC means a lot to me and uh, especially that album back in black. And, And, you know, I mean, um, you shook me all night long. I mean, it's what a great song. I love that song. Forever. I think it's just great.
1: I think, if, if my memory serve me correctly, I think that's the most played ACDC song ever. Like, cause yeah. we hear like, like in uh, concert halls and like clubs and and like you know nightclubs or whatever. Yeah, so I think that's that that's their. It's big, sexy. Big, it's got yeah. a good beat, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah.
2: So um, yeah. Now I always tell people if they're learning drums, like, just all you have to do is listen, listen to Highway to Hell. Yeah. I mean, Highway to Hell will teach you how to play drums. Like, yeah. just play that that song, and you can play a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if I think that's the uh well, that has a that steady beat to it, and it's really not that complicated if you if you. You yeah, learn. and the fills
2: make yeah. sense. You know, there's yeah. some cool little upbeat things that are a little bit challenging if you're just learning, but still, like, you can really lay into that, like, you know, like, nice backbeat. And yeah. once you have that, you can you can go a long way in drums. Nice, nice. Yeah.
1: So when you said you were depressed and ACDC came on, isn't it that funny how depression just gets a hold of you and won't let really go for a while? And then, and then when you find a piece of music, it's like, it just knocks it right out of you, you know, knocks the right out of you, you know?
2: It can knock it right out of you. Yeah, yeah it can yeah. knock it right out of you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that um, it also kind of, you know, when we, I, I feel like when I was really dark and I, it really came over me, that kind of darkness, um, mm. I felt like um, having any little bit of hope for something, right. you know, would help me kind of feel like I was getting out of it. And um, so I think in that sense, music can really do that. Um, and for me, you know, playing music definitely bums me out of it because I'm offering my, you know, playing as uh, a gift, you know, to the audience and they're showing up and they're giving me the gift of their yeah. presence. right? And so you know, and I realized not long ago that, you know, being in a, a group of people listening to music, my whole body feels happy. Like everything feels so happy. Like I feel like during, maybe during the lockdown and COVID, we weren't as together as we normally are. Yeah. And I think it feels really good to be with people listening to music and, does, you yeah. know, just yeah. not, not speaking, just letting it kind of lift us up. Yeah, It's amazing. You
1: know. It's amazing that you said uh you know, after hear one song or a million songs, body is like overjoyed. You know, and I've, and before you, before we, uh, before I had you come on, I was listening to um plush by a stone tip pilot. and it did the Ooh. same thing to me. You know, I mean, just made Wonderful. my whole whole body happy. Yeah, yeah. So I totally yeah. understand where that's coming from. Um, yeah. So that's a very good thing to have music around now. You know, especially nowadays, because oh my god yeah <laughs> you know there's so much bad in the world and we need something to pick us up and i think music is here to here to help us all you and know.
2: There, there's so much good music there's so yes. much uplifting music you yes. know there's so many people who are really you know reminding us of the you know that there's a lot of light around there are a lot of people who are really working really hard to make sure that people are okay and you know um so I think, you know, we get, to, we get to focus on what we want. And I like focusing on positive.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Positive. exactly. Helps yeah. me. Yes. Helps, it helps, us, helps us all, you know, yeah. our, us creative people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, because uh, right. when um, you're a musician, and, and I know that 99% of your brain is create, creativity. You know, it goes towards creativity. You know, you got to make songs, produce them, get them out to the public. You know, so it, it, it takes a lot that I don't think many people recognize really right now. You know, I don't know. Could be, could be just me yeah. thinking about that. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it is. It's, it's like, you know, I feel like being a musician is like, you know, just kind of taking a bunch of any money that you make, you just kind of like pass it through <laughs> and throw it in a hole. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, Sometimes yeah. a little record or a book comes out yeah. and then you keep like okay that mm. book is okay so i need to like keep putting money into this thing um so that's what it's like uh, <laughs> but uh we know that that's not why we do it right yeah. um yeah and
1: yeah. uh we do it for love the reason the we do it is
2: yeah it yeah. is for because you know self-expression i think helps everybody it gives everybody courage to do so yeah um, we all have a song to sing we all have our our voice you know and it's we're lucky that we live in a time where we don't have to like save up or get a big record deal in order to record. We can record yeah. whenever we want. Awesome.
1: Yeah, because I, I I found out that doing doing this podcast, I found more and more um, musicians are going to uh, self do it yourself. You know, independent records instead of becoming yeah. these because they have a, like a tight grip on you, and that's you know mm-hmm. that's not good for anybody. You know, so. I want to go back to your book again. I, I love your book still. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, so with music, there's happy times and you're always going to be, you know, sad times or something, right? And you have those, and, and I'm sure you've dealt with it before and you're going to always deal with it being a musician. Um, You go to clubs and, and uh, somebody will come up and say, well, that's not how John Bynum did it. You know, that's not how he played it. You got to play it like this, blah, blah, blah. And I understand mm-hmm. that. You're like, you went smacking across the face sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but doing these doing these songs that that other people have written already you said in the book that uh the song owns you you don't own the song because you never wrote it right yeah. And, yeah when i um oh go ahead don't
2: yeah i, 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 I yeah, when I, when I said that song owns me, I was, um I think in that part, I was kind of talking about how, you know, uh, that, that piece that you're reading is about uh, uh when the levy breaks, yes. yes. song, when the levy breaks, and, you know, it. I say the song owns me because it was the first one of the first Zeppelin songs I fell in love with it was the song that you know I listened to at different points in my life so it's really carried a lot that's what why Zeppelin's so amazing because yeah. you know it's been around for so long and it's carried us through some of some big Hard moments time. in a lot of people's lives right and I feel that way about that song and so when I play it I say it owns me because I I really I must play it. I must give it my all. You know, I love the song so much that to, for me to um, to not give everything I had would be, you know, dishonoring my memory, and my love of it, you know. So um, that sounds kind of funny, but, um, but that's kind of how I feel when I approach these songs. So somebody who says that I don't do it right, believe me. I know Uh, every way that I'm not doing it like John uh, Bonham. I torture myself on those parts, and I will until the day I die. I'm never going to be John Bonham, but uh, um, I do love playing the music. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically, you don't listen to those guys who say
2: you're not playing it right. (laughs) 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 I listen sometimes. It gets in my head like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like uh, I know, I know, I know, I know.
1: (laughs) Speaking of voices that get in your head, I'm I'm sure that your brain has told you, you know, you're not good enough by playing these. These, these songs or, or anything, um, how do you overcome the voices in your head that you can't do this, not today? How do you how do you fight that voice back in your head saying, I'm going to do this?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: or like, do you have a system well, where you can...
2: Getting... Yeah, I feel like it's been kind of a lifetime of me. Okay. Um yeah. of Of... Uh, yeah. A lifetime of me figuring out how to quiet that voice down in my head. Um, and if you want, I don't know if you want, but I could read a little piece that talks exactly about that. Sure. It's very short, a couple yeah. paragraphs. Sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me read it. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, righty. So um, there is a voice inside me. Most days, it seems as if there are many voices darting in and out, ideas rising and falling in an inner conversation. At a silent meditation retreat, after three and a half days, these inner voices converge into one big megaphone in the center of my head, each thought as clear as if someone were speaking them into my ears. When it became apparent, I could listen to my thoughts this way as one big thought I noticed how much of what I was listening to was an attack of Clem. How loud these attacks became when I agreed to do the Moby Dick drum solo. Mm. So that's a Mm. piece of the book where I'm talking about that negative thing. Like uh, here I am, uh, like people in my band are like, you have to learn how, you know, you have to do that. You have to get on stage and um, perform this epic thing that is, you know, was transcendent when John Bonham did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm nowhere near the drummer that John Bonham is. And I've never had at that point, had never done a drum solo. So, um, you know, a lot of negative stuff comes up. and uh, And so there are some ways in the book that I kind of talk about the ways that I got through moving through them. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome, thank you for that. Uh, so when I was researching you, I found I did, you were a part of two more bands that I've never heard of, which is great, you know, because I'm always looking for a bands. I've been part of a lot of bands
2: that nobody's yeah. ever heard really
1: of. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't say that, don't say that. <laughs>
2: that's true. Oh, no, that's funny,
1: that's funny, but um, they're all great, <laughs> they're all yeah, they're all great because I live in these bands, but um, one band I had a hard time tiny music for and the other band I want to talk about now it's uh it's Beau Chabot is Beau that Chabot. Uh-huh. yes so Means I...
2: beautiful beautiful hair so yes I, so and, I said that correctly um, all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice and that was a a really fun project that I did with the guitarist from an ACDC band called Hell's Bells very famous okay. band yeah I think um, I've heard and of she's them. the Angus Young uh, her name's Adrian Connor amazing guitarist amazing performer amazing songwriter and singer and we did a record together and that's that record um
1: yeah it's called and it's
2: spelled uh b b e a u x x c h e v yeah we made our lives as hard as possible (laughs) but it means beautiful hair (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Uh, but but the album is called um rose shambo um it came out in 20 2018 and I find that that be very. Um, I don't know how to put this. Like it's very. Um, well, let me let, let me play you a uh, let me play the the, uh, the audience a little bit of something, and I'll try to. Which one uh, are you gonna play?
2: Which one are you gonna play? Deeper feeling. Oh, okay, that's yeah. a good one. It's a little weird. <laughs>
1: So is is that the whole, is is that the guitar doing that? Okay, yeah. Because I didn't know what that was at so first. I'm like, what is this? This is awesome. I don't, I never heard anything like that before, you know. And that's kind of she's so creative. Yeah. yeah. It,
2: it,
1: so so that really opened up my mind to like you can you can do almost anything with 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 instruments, anything at
2: all. Yeah. You know? yeah. Anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a
1: yeah, but, she's an amazing guitarist. Yeah, but but that's yeah. yeah, but that's all I had to say is um I it opened me up more to to perceive more weird in my life because I don't have enough <laughs> weird in my life, you know, right now. So <laughs> I listen.
2: I got some weird in my little music catalog <laughs> there on YouTube. So we're
1: we're <laughs> all weird. We're all weird on the inside, right? So. <laughs> okay, so the, the other band I want you to talk to me about is um th- this is a band that I can't find I- anything on Apple Music or Spotify. It might be on Spotify. Yeah. It's called Stars Turn Me On.
2: Stars turn me on. Yes. Yes. My, um, I, that's a project that I do with my dear friend, uh, Justin Cockett, who is actually here today. He lives in Nashville. Oh, nice. Um, but he just got in about a half hour before the podcast. Um, we're (laughs) going to go have dinner. Um, and, uh, we have written so many songs. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we get together and we're like, we have all of these songs. That's great. Um, we got to record them or doing, but you know, we don't live in the same city right now. Um, but we've been writing songs for over ten years together and um you know it's very Americana yeah. and it's very uh, I love writing lyrics. So this is where lyrics really yeah. uh, my lyric writing really really uh has a place is in this band.
1: Well for me that and I sing. <laughs> right yes, yes, okay, so, so I'm gonna get into that right now. Um so that band reminds me so much of this like the 70s vibe. I wasn't mm. born in the seventies. I was born in eighties. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, but I know enough to you know, think that 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 sounds like a seventies uh, band. Yeah, that
2: kind of seventies, like soft country rock, kind of you know some of it, and some right. of it's a little more rock. So
1: yeah. yeah. So I am gonna. I don't know. Okay. So the the song "Totally Happening," right? You have the uh-huh. song "Totally Happening? And that's that your voice reminds me of Janis Joplin. I don't know if you've ever, ever been Really? About. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I don't Thank know. you. Yeah, that's
2: I'm, a that's a high compliment.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I can give it to you. Yeah, but uh So when you so that's the first time you've ever been like compared to Janis or like have you ever been uh,
2: like it's not the first time but it's every time as a surprise okay <laughs> okay yeah oh, okay great great so well now the
1: other one then. yeah so okay um so when when you're singing did you I don't want to I, I don't want to say what did you want to sound like Jane or something because I think because I, I think you just saying your songs right
2: yeah, I uh, singing has been a whole thing for me from the time I was a little kid. It's just been, you know, I've taken so many voice lessons and really tried to find my voice. And, you know, I struggled with a lot of self-doubt. You know, we were talking about that negative voice. And when you have that negative voice, it's very hard to feel free to sing and to be expressive and to really feel free to be yourself. Right. And a good singer is someone who is completely authentic, right? Yeah. Completely. Those are the people that we're just transfixed by. Um, and, um, so if I e- even a little bit close to what you feel when you hear Janice Joplin, who was authentic like that, then it's a very high compliment. And I wouldn't say that about myself that I'm there yet, but I keep, <laughs> I love doing it. Yeah. So, you
1: know, well, I, okay, think, you're, well, I think you're great. And, uh, and I, I, well, I do you. thank you for coming on the show today. I do have one more question for you. And it's probably going to be the hardest one I ask all my guests and I'm sure you You've heard me you ask this before because the Hanukkah, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So when, you, okay, so when you're in the depressive state and you want to get out of that, that feeling, what is one song that you can hear or album that you can listen to over and over and over again but you can't tell me or your bandmates or your husband how it makes you feel deep inside? It's so ingrained in your soul. You're like, I can't... I, I, I,
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to like it. I don't know if you're going to like what I'm going to say here, James. I don't know if you're going to like it. But what? you know what makes me really lift up a little bit and feel happy? What's that? Is the, the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. I, love I love the Bee Gees. Yes. Yes. I love the Bee Gees. I, I mean, and sometimes I put it on Bee Gees Radio, you know, on whatever those – streaming services are and i just listen to like <laughs> it yeah. just makes me happy makes me feel um positive and like i don't know it just feels warm so yeah. that's that's one one thing
1: so why do you think i was yeah. gonna be mad at you
2: because <laughs> i love the bg's because <laughs> you know there are all those, those people who are still oh, like, no no like yeah. bg's disco yeah. no no no,
1: no. Well, <laughs> b- well well see we did an episode on disco and we find that disco is slowly coming back now you know
2: well, I mean, seven anything recorded in the seventies. I don't care what it's what it is, what kind of music it is. It sounds great.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. You know, and I, yeah. it just
2: it was just at the time everything sounds good <laughs> and yeah. BG sounds good. Plus, they're great songs and harmonies. I mean, it's they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I think that, the, that 50s, 60s, that 80s, and partly nineties were, like just great music. I don't know mm. about two thousands mm-hmm. and two thousands and on. You know, some bands sort were of like totally you know they're not my vibe you know and that's fine
2: i think nowadays it's really that you know the listener really has to do the work yes you know uh, because there's so much there's so much great stuff going on but you really got to kind of be you know be diligent about finding it there it's not going to be slammed in your face you know you got to kind of go searching a little bit and i feel very fortunate because my husband is a crazy record collector so he's kind of like the curator of all of the music and yeah. i'm lucky that way yeah, but, <laughs> i know yeah. a lot about music yeah. because you know of that so yeah I'm
1: lucky. Yeah. yeah vinyl don't think a, a big comeback too so that's that's what's old what 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 what's old is new again and and a lot of people's lives because because we can't beat vinyl anything you know because it's like, so
2: nice to put a record on, is, and then to yeah. get up and change it over, yeah, and it's, it's just—it's a, a, it's, it's
1: it, nice. It's a—it's yeah. a, a physical emotion that you'll get but like no other. You know, I mean, you can play a CD, but it's like, you know, CD. Yeah. You know, you can open it. Well, sometimes again,
2: but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It's great. So, for all of my listeners, all, all of our listeners, uh, you can visit Miss Clementine at uh, Facebook at Clementine Drum. Um, YouTube mm-hmm. at Clementine the Great One, and if Patreon. She has a Patreon where you can where you can um go under and pick the tier. And I don't uh, think
2: it's yeah. I don't think it's. I, I think I paused it for a little okay. while. I got a lot going on okay. uh, <laughs> for yeah. me to think about, but it will happen someday. But uh, yeah, the Clem the Great is where uh, kind of all my stuff.
1: Yeah, clemthegreat.com is her is her um, yeah. main uh, website. And that's our my hub, hub. That's yeah. The hub of Clem. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's <laughs> an awesome model. Yeah, you should use that. Yeah, you should totally use that. So, um, are we on TikTok yet, or like, uh, like,
2: yeah.
1: The, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Instagram is like Clem the Great, also. So, um,
2: I, I think it's, Instagram, Clem. yep, Zeparella, yeah. well, check, yeah. check out Zeparella,
1: check out Stars Turn Me On. Maybe we can get them to do another tour, maybe.
2: Hopefully, <laughs> in Columbia. Columbia. I'm yeah. going to be doing some like book readings, and I think that we're going to do some music, um, you know, when at the reading. So you you never yeah. know what will happen.
1: Nice, you know. nice. So everybody, check out yeah. uh, Beau Chabot, Star and especially Zapparella. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you have been an amazing guest, and I thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun, James. Yeah.
2: Thank you so yeah. much. Thank no you. Problem. Really, it was right. so fun.
1: And everybody. Uh, uh always remember work fail music. Bye guys.